to the next topic I want to talk to you about, which is that merchant of record. Um, suddenly, you've got, you know, you, you, you deploy an iasset.com uh, instance, and you've got a myriad of transactions you need to manage. It's automated. Wonderful. Tick. And then the next horror story comes in automation, and that is monetizing it. Yeah. Collecting the money. Now, usually that happens through a channel, but the channel can't do it as well because of the amount of transactions, they're not set up for it. So they need help with merchant of record, multiple currencies, multiple locations, multiple co companies, multiple countries, and that's the vendor dilemma that yeah. you solve. <laughs> you completely solve. And that's why we fell in love with you guys when we met because you solve a huge problem for us, let alone our customers. Tell me about... The whole story, the whole merchant, and, and, and the reason why it's important to me is because when when channels, including the vendor for vendor, distributor, and reseller, get, um, I'm going to use the word complacent, and complacent is we've got that covered, and we know that they don't. A lot of analysts tell us Dag, that no, what happens in those situations is alternate channels get built. All right, but. Let me say that I don't I don't feel bad about talking about that at alternative channels because there's always been internal channels, alternative channels. Remember when they were just resellers, right? And now you've got service providers. Yeah. Now the biggest part of the channel, the prime contractor, the bigger biggest part of the prime contractor is the service provider. And they would just take it for granted. All right, that it's there. But one day it was like they're the enemy. Yeah. All right. Um, and also uh, a huge influencer, which is now you know, becoming part of the channel are the, the big six accounting firms who yeah. you know, they had a discussion with organizations at a risk level. And because we're talking about digital trans, transformation, all their customers are transforming di digitally. Suddenly there's a risk discussion. Suddenly they are now the prime contractor for the technology deployments and they're buying up technology companies. And now it's just custom and practice that you are getting deployments, digital transformation deployments from your um, your accounting firm, effectively, who is now managing the risk of digital transformation. They love the idea of merchant of record. They love the idea of being able to partner with someone. At the risk, though, of complacent channels, and that includes the vendor who think that they've got it covered, and we know that they don't. It's sensitive, right? Yeah. But I want to talk to you about that because it's so important right now to be able to have that after we create the... The, the 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 possibility and the opportunity with the with the unsolicited proposal which is going to them they're monetizing it and someone has to because yeah. I know you also look after the existing partner but what happens when they don't big 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 topic answer it the way you want I won't be I won't be offended if you say well it's the dangerous one let's not go there but you know no I let's there. dive in let's dive into it and sure. and if I uh, go off topic you know bring me back in but sure. What I would say is you talked about, um, first of all, the customer is going to go where there's the highest value and the lowest friction. Yep. And every vendor wants their partners focused, I would assume, mostly on adopt, landing new accounts and expansion. And most resellers probably don't want to have to deal with nuts and bolts of like a $1,500 to $5,000 renewal. That's, that's, uh, that's almost friction at that point. Um, so that's where I think with merchant a record, a lot of the value can be is 
is basically taking away all of those burdens of having to actually collect cash, regardless of whatever geography that person is in, providing a convenient way for that customer to pay in their currency, uh, using their language, um, using the payment method that they want. We find in, for instance, in the, um, the Netherlands, somebody might want to use Ideal, something like 20% of B2B buyers will pay right. on this payment method called Ideal. Right. Um, that's removing friction. And in, in some cases, uh, a, a reseller or a distributor or a vendor may decide they don't want to provide that purchase option, but it's an option that they can employ when and where that makes sense. And so that's a lot of what we try to do. Um, and as far as we, we try to be agnostic. So in most cases today, we're really working with an OEM, but we could certainly support a, a reseller or a distributor that, you know, together with iAsset um, to provide a similar benefit with that merchant record capability. Because you've got the quote that's generated from iAsset.com, but now just one, one level more, remove that friction from actually letting the customer pay. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing about our partnership. It's tried and tested and the technology works, so you don't even notice it. Yeah. You don't yeah. even notice it right from end to end, uh, but you're using best of breed. Right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is like someone said to me just yesterday, um, a, a colleague, said, well, a, a, a potential customer said to me, um, everyone tells me, uh, iasset.com is best of breed for what, for what you do in terms of um, uh, creating the opportunity by mining the installed base and telling you what you, telling you what you should be selling, you know, next. Um, and, and you're peerless. Why are you peerless? Well, because we've been doing it for 15 years and people are now just jumping in. Yeah. You know, this is a 15-year-old startup. And, you know, my business partner, Scott, being who he is, and Michael Carlisle, who's the CTO, they don't even think about entering market unless you've got world-class technology. So yeah. it's always going to work, all right? And the beautiful thing about when we looked at um, uh, partnering with, uh, with Cleverbridge and, and indeed uh, collaborating on, 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 on deals, uh, the integration was seamless. Yeah. You know, built, built, two things built for purpose, and you might as well call it one solution, and that's a lot of our teams now are going in and doing those collaborative calls and solving Huge parts of our customers' problem problems, and 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 and, and the uptake is, is 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 very strong, and it's very encouraging. But the idea that an alternative channel can be born, I think it actually can be born inside the existing channel. It's just the channel being clever enough to say, you know what? At the very least, this is going to be a a, a new a new business in, initiative. And I don't even have to invest in it because someone else is. I just have to use it because we both do, you know, a success-based model, which says you only uh, pay pay for a deal when it when it happens. Yeah. You know, the, the cost of entry is zero. The cost of entry is zero. But my, my my sore point, Doug, is if the existing players don't do it, someone will. And I agree with you. And maybe if I could, there are a couple statistics that I think are pretty compelling that maybe I could share. So one of our clients um, in setting up our solution, they found that it was saving sales reps about 18 hours a month per rep wow. by using this quote to cash process that we're talking about. Um, and when you think about how scarce selling time is for sales reps, 
whether you're a direct sales rep or you're working on behalf of a, a reseller, that's a huge time savings. And what they also found is be, once they got a rep, so what they had reps do is they had them generate the quote. The quote sent out an e-commerce buy link that the customer could purchase from. And as a consequence, they found that 20% of renewals no longer needed manual intervention. So the sales rep could focus on higher value work. And it was so compelling that they actually pay their sales reps a higher commission to route them into this streamlined, more automated process so that they can focus on the higher value. Um, that's one, one case. And right now, when I talk to leaders of customer success, most of them are focused on scale and, and effectiveness. And the way you do that is technology. Yeah. So. I, I think that's really important. You touch on something that's dear to me because uh, when I talk to like Jack Forrester or Jack at TSIA, um, yeah. they both um, engage in a, in a conversation with me that, that something like vendors used to steer their, their, their field teams towards the new technology that's coming up that they're starting to sell. Yeah. And that's how they would make their channel successful by changing commission plans and changing uh, partner and distributor uh, incentives, you know, through margin or whatever or, or whatever incentive it is, um, to steer them towards the next generation of technology. Isn't it the same to do exactly the same to steer them towards the next generation of how to sell that technology and how to secure that base, yeah. which uh, talks to the massive, uh, massive uh, conversation around um, partner success. I'm only going to be successful if I make my yeah. partner successful. I used to do that by giving them great technology and steering them towards it by giving yeah. incentives to so they could stop doing what they were doing and doing something else. The selling motion is absent, the automation process, because what we're talking about is a con a, 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 the trillion dollar refresh opportunity they, they talk to in terms of the technology, because it's found, its foundation is built on the desire to digitally transform, because I don't want to be the taxi company that lost the Uber. I don't want to be the right. hotel company that lost the Airbnb, et cetera, et cetera. So I need to transform. So, yeah, it is technology, but how do I do that when, for the first time in history, it's at a massive scale since the invention of the internet? Yeah. Yeah, and I think working with uh, both of our platforms provides them that type of capability in a channel-dominant uh, uh, scenario completely. So what, in your mind, and, and, and we, can, we can talk about this, you know, as we end the conversation, which has been delightful, I've just got, it's packed, it's packed, so... I'm going to listen to this a few times because I couldn't write down notes fast enough. So thank you very much, um, and, and I implore all our uh, all our all our viewers to you know listen to this twice, listen to Doug twice because he just made some powerful comments that you could take into your organisation um, to help you convince them to change the narrative um, and talk to strategy changes. But let's let's what 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 for example, let's pick on vendors. What should a vendor be doing right now? as far as you're concerned, in terms of um, automating the install by selling motion uh, through, through technology? What's step number one? Well, I, I'd say step number one is make it really easy for your customer to buy when and how they want to buy. And that, for some people, it means making sure there's a quote that gets to the customer. 
Most customers want to be notified of, for instance, a renewal event via email. Do you provide email notifications? I know iasset.com does a great job with that. Um, those would be some basic ones. Um, it depends on where the customer or where the vendor is trying to focus in the land, adopt, expand, renew uh, process and where the yield would be the highest. But I'd say um, probably job number one is make it easy for those customers to renew. That should be table stakes. And so you can focus on the adopt, expand, and maybe landing new customers. So when, you, when, when we're talking to vendors, and, and, and I know that, that, that this is also uh, something that you guys talk about as well, is every vendor almost have, has their own take on that. All right. So if you're a distributor or a partner yeah. or a reseller or, or a prime, let's just call it prime contractor to an end customer, um, because I'm not allowed to say reseller anymore, or blah, blah, blah. It's, it drives me nuts. It's the person who sells stuff <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to the ultimate consumer. I call them the prime contractor because I don't offend anyone. Um, every vendor has a different take on it, right? So uh, the distributor then has to deal with and the partner has to deal with or the prime contractor has to deal with multiple platforms. And it just confuses the whole situation because they go in in isolation. Yep. Number one, no technology lives in isolation. So you can't be pushing your own platform. Yeah. Number two, um, it only matters to you. So you miss the whole ecosystem in terms of the roadmap of making that successful. So throwing it into a, a, a and this is why our, our technologies focus on multiple, uh, multiple, multiple uh, vendor programs and you know, right down to the end with Cleverbridge, multiple currencies and multiple ways of handling that transaction. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, one platform end to end. Yeah, it's yeah, and I think that that is definitely a major challenge in the industry right now. I I think I've heard Cisco talk about with their lifecycle advantage program. They had started with 150 systems, um, and I think they they're trying to pare that down to one third of what they have. But that's still a lot. <laughs> um, I talked with the the leader of uh, customer success that I spoke to today. They have about uh, 200 systems their team has to use in some way. And a lot of times the data doesn't talk to each other. Um, across, and that's speaking across the customer lifecycle. Mm -hmm. So I think certainly simplification, uh, being able to move things to a fewer number of tools can be very helpful for a lot of these critical activities. I think... Um... Uh, my friend Nick Meta from 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 Gainsight, when we he was on Channel Talks a yep. little while ago, just said it well. Um, and he said, "How can you make a customer successful when you're asking him to um, work on 15 and 16 tools to become successful?" Yeah, they don't even want a tool. They want to be told what to do. Well, I'm, I'm hearing about cases right now. The, these would be considered almost better scenarios for a lot of legacy companies, where for them to generate a quote can take 20 to 60 minutes. Mm. Mm. It, that that because they're having to work in six to eight different systems just to generate and issue that quote. Yeah, yeah, and 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 especially when they're starting to you're starting to think about um, you know the movement from you know on on premises capital expenditures to all cloud and consumption. So the transaction is not once every three years; it's yeah. once every day, yeah, or once every you know twenty days, or thirty days, or ninety days, or a year if you're lucky. Um, how do you manage that? You know, 
um, not with not with multiple you know platforms that are doing that. And and, yeah. and this is where APIs are important, and 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 why when we found that we integrated immediately um, with with you guys, it gave end to end, but it also allows the vendor to be part of that um, yep. ecosystem of trip. And I call it the, 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 the transaction ecosystem. And you only need one. Yep. And there might be a few others that we'll end up competing with. But for now, you only need one, which takes away that massive burden because, you know, ignorant, ignorant Nick didn't realise that that was one of the main reasons why a lot of vendors were saying, oh, 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 oh slow down. How many freaking platforms? There would be a proliferation of another platform. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and to your your point, we could together uh, or a, a, a vendor using our platforms could handle anything from the landing a new customer yeah. to the expansion to the renewal uh, yeah. very seamlessly. Yeah, and, and, and one of our vendor partners said it best when they said, well, what you're doing is creating the transaction ecosystem. You only need one. Yeah. I thought, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I might even, that might even be my new tattoo because... Nice. It just kind of nailed it, didn't it? You know, nailed it. And, and it's good that we're having those conversations now with vendors who are taking that leap forward and starting to understand, you know, that whole customer success motion uh, also includes a non-burdening of transaction management. Yeah, and what we're finding right now is that uh, the statistic I, I've most recently seen is something like 75% of customer success leaders now have revenue renewal responsibility. Yeah. Um, they don't want this. They don't want friction added. They want, yeah. they want to provide value, but they don't need the friction of the transaction. Yeah. And the truth is that statistic is going to head towards a hundred, very hundred percent, very quickly. Yeah. So I don't want it. They want, yeah. What they actually do want is that, not even an issue because they know that the renewal gets looked after if they're if they're doing the expand side of it. So the campaign side of what else can I sell you to make that initial transaction um, right. powerful, um, and which is you know we've got a little saying inside iasset.com which is if at first you don't succeed renew. So it's the last thing you do is renew because you've done a whole bunch of other stuff after you've sold something, and that's a lot of transactions. Yeah, and if I could maybe just follow on that point. Um, if you look at the most successful SaaS companies, they have net revenue retention percentages that are roughly between 120 and 140. That's a lot of expansion. Yeah. That is a lot of expansion that, that the customer success and account management teams are driving. Right, right. And, and that is that metric is a really big one. Is that, has that come from, where does that come from? I, I'm citing uh, data from OpenView Partners. Okay, perfect, yeah. perfect. Just wanted to... You know, always want to make sure that our viewers know that we're not just, you know, making numbers up. <laughs> I could provide a reference for the, if, we'll if do you want that to have show links or something. We always do that in the show notes because it's important that, um, that, that you know, we maintain the integrity. Um, we're steering people into a new direction. We want to make yeah. sure that they're covered. Uh, and that's fantastic. Doug, what else do we need to tell our viewers right now uh, about this topic that we haven't covered yet? I think one question I would uh, maybe just want to pose here is, I think one of the big values is customer data and insights. And it might be interesting to talk about how iasset.com and Cleverbridge maybe contribute to that single view of the customer. I know a lot of the, that might be an interesting aspect to bring up. Yeah, I, I think it's important because like I said, the, 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 the truth is in the data, 
but the reporting is what justifies the the investment. Um, yep. so all our reporting is, and, and which integrates um, uh, what what we do with Cleverbridge now, is all about being able to tell you exactly what's happening, but also exactly what's not happening. That's really important. The what's not happening is what drives. So the the what's happening proves the investment. And it gives you wonderful reports into management and just tells you that that bit's working. But the most important are the reports that tell you what's not happening, which opportunities aren't being closed, which opportunities aren't being pursued, which opportunity. So it gives you a selling strategy. You know, you sit down and you say to your sales team, I want you to get that number next quarter. Well, and this is how you're going to do it. That's and that's a, that's a really interesting point. And like, that's one of the things that's, uh, that we can do now together is when we have that transactional data, basically be able to populate that in the system or record CRM as well as uh, iasset.com. So we'll know if somebody's actually visited the page where that quote was displayed, if they attempted the transact, if they looked at, you know, we'll, we'll be able to provide all of that data. So a lot of, or if their payment uh, information has expired. We right. can try to uh, update that on their behalf, but we can also notify uh, the vendor or the partner that mm. that data still is needs to be updated to have a successful renewal. Yeah, which is a really important statistic for a lot of vendors uh, because they need to know the deal was done. How do they yeah. know the deal was done? Well, you'll tell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it got paid for, particularly in a subscription world where you can't, you know, in a lot of accounting um, uh, rules, um, you can't recognize that until it's paid for. <laughs> yeah. So that's just uh, gold as, 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 as a lot of organizations digitally transform. And with that comes a whole bunch of, you know, uh, subscriptions. I mean, I, I know, um, you know, one of the, one of the largest uh, security companies in the world, the subscription side of their business is bigger than their hardware business already. Interesting. Yeah. Already. And they're one of the biggest, if not the biggest. I don't want, I don't know. But um, it depends on how everyone measures these things these days. Um, but what happens when it's virtually all? I mean, that's a lot of transactions. To yeah. Pay. Yeah. And that's a lot of money to collect. And that's a lot of proof of purchase that's necessary. If you're not using a system that allows for you to do that, your incumbent system, you're just adding unnecessary cost to your business. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and it, it costs, yeah. the beautiful thing is you've got the reports to prove it. So it's, it's you can audit, you know, that wonderful thing called auditing. <laughs> you know, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is maturing. I think um, it, it's taken a while for, 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 for the channel, I believe, to embrace installed based selling. And if Scott was here, he would say, because most organizations are measured on net new, right? New logos, new business, new this, because kind of that's how Wall Street's built, right? And a lot of the culture is there, like a lot of the CEOs came out of acquisition sales, right? Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. So um, a, new, a, a new invoice into an existing customer is net new, because it's contested, every single one of them. Yeah. And the more you automate, the less contested it is because they don't want to think about it anyway. You know, the uh, the ultimate consumer. I think it's a really good question, mate. It's a really, really good well, question. Well, that's one thing that we definitely encourage. Where appropriate, we recommend auto renew. 
And what we found is that the renewal rate, when you have an auto renew contract, typically goes up at least 10 to 20 points. Mm, yeah. Just by the fact that it's recurring, you've already got the payment details. You don't need to ask the customer for payment. You've got their credit card or, or, or what have you. Yeah. And, and that reminds me, and I will leave it at this, um, with a lot of new, new sales motion, Technologies, which is kind of what we, the best way I can describe what we do, um, or an, an opportunity management um, is another way of looking at it. Uh, a lot of early adopters want it to be their competitive advantage. Now, the technology is not your competitive advantage; it enables your competitive advantages, which is your strategy. And I always yeah. come back to it. We've got we've got our our lip strategy: land, invest, protect, surrender. You guys dovetail right into that, perfect in every execution of that. Um, you have to have a strategy. This just doesn't happen because you've just deployed, you know, iAsset.com and Cleverbridge. No, <laughs> you've got to know why you're doing it, yep. using it, and that's where you get the acceleration, and that's really important. So, um, Doug, I'm just conscious of time. We've gone way above the, the normals. Doug, thank you so, so much. Um, you've been very generous, not only with your time, but your insight. Um, which I've got just so much that I've got to get into now. You've just tripled my workload, but um, that's a good thing, right? That's a Nick, really I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. No, you're welcome, mate. Couldn't be more excited to be part of this ecosystem and have the not only the support that we have uh, for Channel Talks, which is um, insane, but also what we have for ISET.com and, 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 of course, Cleverbridge with our new uh, collaboration with them. Uh, everybody, till next time. Uh, thank you very much. See you next time.